Hey everyone and welcome to the Nasty Pots podcast. Before we start, if you would like to find out more about how you can build and grow your business, head to the episode notes where you can find a direct link that connects you straight to my WhatsApp. Send me a message and ask me anything related to strategy, sales, mindset and growing your business. I would love to hear from you. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this episode, be sure to pass it forward. So let's dive in. Sam, welcome to the podcast. It's lovely to have you on. I know this is going to be a great conversation because I've got lots of things to ask you. And it's come at a very timely manner around the launch of your book as well. So let's kick off with an intro from yourself and tell us about what you do with LinkedIn. Oh, thanks for having me, Natalie. And uh, it's great to be here. So my name is Sam Raffling. I'm a LinkedIn expert. I'm the OG female powerhouse LinkedIn expert. I've been doing this for like 13 years at this point. So When I first started teaching LinkedIn, there were maybe five people in the UK that were talking about this subject. Now, of course, it's quite a saturated market. But, um, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've I've actually been on the platform since 2005. I've been doing business development on LinkedIn all that time as well. And I just absolutely love educating and helping small business owners, coaches, consultants and corporate sales teams as well to really leverage LinkedIn um, I track and measure how much business my clients do. And at this point, we're over £168 million generated in new sales from the LinkedIn platform from the people that I've helped. So that's my track record. <laughs> that's incredible. And how did the book LinkedIn Outbound come about? Because I've got um, I've got it actually started reading it, but I need to just ask around some of the ideas around how that's come about and then pick up specific bits because I'm really the principles has been great for me to really think about with how I work in my business so how has that come about so I've got two books so one is called linked inbound and one is called linked outbound and linked inbound I originally wrote in 2019 there's a new edition that I published last year and my newest book is called linked outbound so obviously they are focused on different things because there are two different ways you can get business on LinkedIn one is by building your personal brand, having a great profile, putting out great content, and then people coming to you, which is more the inbound way of doing things, which does take a bit longer. And it does take time to build an audience and to get people to kind of know who you are and come towards you. The second way you can get business from LinkedIn is by going outbound, which is through outreach and proactively targeting people in your target market and actually going to them to start a conversation and build a relationship. So they're very focused on the two different approaches. And the one I'm really curious about, because it kind of hit with me when I was reading it, was about this idea of the the VCO and mm-hmm. visibility. But the real part in that about credibility, because I've got um, a, a real big thing about it since I've qualified as a coach, did 19 years in corporate myself. And I often think that people don't focus on it enough. They feel a bit maybe over, you know, if it's a bit cocky or um, arrogant to be talking about things, that they, you know, what they're great at. And we always know as it's potentially really Brits. It's a Brit thing as well. I think that we don't really talk about what we do really well and our strengths and what we're great at. Where does this fit in as a the formula piece with LinkedIn? Is it more profound in the outbound, or how do we do it very well in the inbound as well? I think it applies to both. So the formula is visibility plus credibility equals opportunity. So you're not going to get business from LinkedIn if you're invisible and in the shadows, right? So if you're just lurking, which a lot of people do on LinkedIn, especially coaches. Um, If you're like a LinkedIn lurker and you're just kind of there, you're watching what's going on. You occasionally like like and comment on a couple of things, but you're not like putting yourself out there. You're not going to be visible. The uh, your profile can get you visible as well. Like people 
don't realize how keyword searchable their profiles are. So getting visibility and getting lots of profile views um, and appearing in search appearances is another way to get visible. So unless you're willing to kind of put yourself out there from a content perspective, from a getting active on the newsfeed perspective, like you're going to be practically invisible. So don't expect business if you're currently sitting there as a LinkedIn lurker and being invisible. The credibility piece is an interesting one. So you've got to come to the platform, obviously, like people have to know that you're good at what you do, but there's a there's a difference between kind of boasting and bragging and actually like just being confident about sharing like how good you are. Um, and if you can back it up with results, then it's not boasting or bragging, right? If you're good at what you do, if you have amazing results for your clients, but nobody knows about it, again, you're not going to get business from LinkedIn. So you have to build up this credibility through the way that you post, the way that you engage with other people, the way that you build relationships, how you bring your personal values to the platform as well, because that all builds your credibility. And it doesn't mean you have to constantly be sharing like success stories or you don't constantly have to be like, you know, binging yourself up. But I think every interaction you have on the platform is a way and an opportunity for you to build credibility with others. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one in terms of the strategy approach to it, because it's one that I, I used to love when I was in the corporate world. And then doing my own business, I've become very much like, oh, not ready for LinkedIn yet. And it's uh, it's like there's someone's block in front of me. And it's really frustrating because it's like, I know I do Instagram very well. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I can be here or there with. But I'm like, surely this, there is, it's a, just a strategy like anything. And it's just approaching it. And I kind of have this outlook because I used to do engagement for, um, I used to have a platform called Jammer in corporate. Mm-hmm. And I used to do engagement for the region. I said, the reality is they just want your downtime. They want you to immerse yourself in a platform and be on there and engage, et cetera. So what is so different about LinkedIn and where does some of that ideas, because I can't be the only person that thinks in that way, where does some of that come from in terms of putting people off in, in getting the most out of the platform? I think a lot of people see LinkedIn as like the like the professional, do you know what I mean? Like the professional yeah. platform. And they see it as this place where they shouldn't be putting like their, you know, the stuff that they would put on an Instagram or Facebook. Like there's a lot of people that have this view that if you go sharing the kind of stuff that you would put out on Instagram or Facebook, that that's not the way to do LinkedIn. But actually the type of posts that will do really, really well on the LinkedIn platform and will travel and will get traction are actually the type of posts that you would expect to see on the other social media platforms. Mm. So, you know, if I look, I, I did a session with our clients the other day and called What Do You Champion? And the idea of like what you champion is about what are you most passionate about outside of work? Like what causes, what things do you care about that you can talk about on the LinkedIn newsfeed? And quite often they aren't things that you'd associate with work. So, for example, I champion sobriety. I I stopped Mm. drinking um, at the beginning of this year, 2023. And I talk a lot about my journey with sobriety. I champion overcoming adversity because I've overcome a lot of adversity and I share a lot of my personal journey outside of LinkedIn tips, LinkedIn marketing, et cetera. Um, and I also talk about being a working single mom of three kids, um, two of which are neurodiverse. So I talk about stuff that is outside of my work day job yeah. on the LinkedIn yeah. platform. And actually what that does is it connects me human to human with other people that can resonate with my story and my journey, et cetera. And it's okay to talk about those kind of things and share the different facets of who you are as a small business owner or as a coach or whatever, 
like you can bring all that to the LinkedIn platform. And over the last couple of years, it's kind of become okay to do that versus maybe three, four, five years ago, maybe when you were in corporate, it just wasn't the place Mm. that you did that. It was very much a like professional corporate kind of platform, but it's definitely evolved over the last couple of years and people are bringing all all aspects of their life to the platform now. So I think it's okay to do that. If someone's starting out and like we said about coaches lurk quite a bit Mm -hmm. I often find that coaches come from the position of loving what they do and it's a passion they're also not people that just immerse themselves in knowing how important sales is and sales for me my business is a as a a massive focus yeah so I guess I I always talk about sales and growing your audience what things can people do because this is where this is really useful for people that, that listen to the podcast is to build an audience on LinkedIn and also stop the lurking like get really clear on what their strategy is what can they do so the first thing I would be encouraging everybody that's listening to do is to do exactly that you've got to build your audience now the great thing about LinkedIn is versus other platforms is that it, you can directly invite people to connect with you so like on Instagram yeah. you you can follow others but you there isn't this immediate like oh they have to follow me too thing like on LinkedIn you can literally run a search on the free version of LinkedIn and the in the search bar and go look for job titles of people that you want to work with. So if you're a coach and you're working with like middle management women who are like 40 to 60 years old, whatever it might be, you can go onto the newsfeed and into the search bar and actually go looking for people that fit the profile of your ideal client and yeah. then go reach out to them and ask them to connect with you. Now, it used to be that you had to personalize every single invitation. It was quite a time-consuming thing to do. But currently, as we're recording this, the quickest way to do that is just to hit the connect button and do that multiple times a day. So even if everybody just did that 10 times a day or 20 times a day yeah. and just invited 10 or 20 people every day to connect with them, about 50% will accept. So let's say you pushed out 100 invites this week, 50 people new in your network who will fit your target market and you'd repeat that every single week for the next three months. Like suddenly you've got, you know, a, a massively grown audience. Now, they're not all going to do business with you straight away. Of course not. They're not going to go from like not knowing who you are to suddenly wanting to have you as their coach. But you can start to build your audience at speed on the platform without having any connections, without being visible, without putting content out there. Um, so as a, as a step one, I'd be like, that's what everybody should be doing every single day. Like just set some time aside, 10, 15 minutes and put some connection requests out to people who look like your ideal client. So that would be step one. The second thing to look at is your profile. So think about your profile through the eyes of your ideal client. So think about who you want to work with. Who do you want to coach? What do they look like? What do they care about? What do, what are their pain points? What are their challenges? Your profile needs to re-speak to that individual. So it needs to be crystal clear who it is you're working with and what you actually do for them. Um, So your profile needs to be very customer centric and really focused on that so that if you do go connecting with somebody who is potentially a client for you, that they're going to think, oh, yeah, like I, I want to connect with this person for whatever reason. So your profile needs to look the part. So take a step back from it and really look at it and think, would I connect with myself if I was, you know, that target market, like really yeah. stand back from it and, and think about that. Um, and the third thing is start getting visible, like start putting content out there. You've got to get visible on the newsfeed. So once, so when you're building these connections, the good thing about building these connections is 
for the next seven to 14 days, you're more likely to show up on their newsfeed because you've had a recent interaction. So if mm. you've recently connected with someone, you'll probably notice this on LinkedIn, but when you connect with somebody new, you, you'll start seeing their stuff on your newsfeed and vice versa. So if you do all these connections and then you don't post anything, you're invisible to them versus if you do these connections and let's say you get 50 new people this week in your network and then you put three posts out in the week, those people are likely to see you and they're likely to start seeing you show up in the newsfeed. And it's about this kind of drip feed over time where people start following your content, they start looking at it and it will be three, six months down the line when someone might reach out to you and say, oh, um, I've been following you on LinkedIn, Natalie. Like, I'm I'm curious, like, can we have a conversation? So oh. it's not going to be like that immediate, like, oh, I'm going to connect with someone and now I'm going to pitch them and I'm going to get a sale. That's not what social selling is about. Um, you need to spend that time kind of nurturing those connections and don't expect other people to engage on your posts if you don't engage on other people's posts. So yeah, I love that. We I often say to clients like life is like a mirror, right? And if your behaviors, your behaviors are what other behaviors are going to be as well. So if you're not if you've got a community and you're not going to set the tone and lead that community, why would anyone do that back? Exactly. So I think that's another key piece that people miss. And actually, the way that you comment and how you comment on other people's posts can actually lead to business as well and new relationships. Oh, so yeah. you know, if somebody if somebody comes along and they I don't know, you see the post of a, let's say you're coaching CEOs, right? And you see a CEO post something, um, you could choose to just react to that or just look at it and not do anything with it. Or you could put some kind of really insightful comment underneath that post, which mm. does two things. It gives you visibility with the person who created the post. So that CEO might then go take a look at your profile or think, oh, that's an interesting perspective or like suddenly you're visible with the author of the post. But secondly, every other person who has, liked or commented on that post also sees that comment that you've left yeah so suddenly you've got more eyeballs on your profile you've got more people reacting and every comment should be treated like its own piece of content because they are just as important as the post that you're putting out there um i'll give you a good example so i've got a coach um story for you that will probably resonate so <clears throat> i had a coach she was working with like ceos of like five to 20 million companies so quite a high profile kind of to do like ceo mentoring and things like that yeah. she had never engaged on the newsfeed like she was posting and she was connecting but she had never engaged on anyone else's posts so i gave her this strategy and i said that you need to start getting actively commenting on the posts of the people you want to work with yeah and um sorry i just need to cough hang on my apologies um mm -hmm. So she commented in quite an insightful comment on the CEO of a very large UK establishment, probably a little bit out of her normal comfort zone in terms of like the type of person she would go for, like a massive, well-known organization. I can't say who it is because she's now working with them. But off the back of that comment on the post that she left, which was like probably a couple of, you know, a couple of paragraphs, she then got an inbox conversation with the CEO going as a direct message they started having a conversation. Turns out he was actually looking for somebody to work with. She ended up booking a meeting and landing that person as a client, high profile client, like she like dream client stuff. But she would never have landed that business if she hadn't have been engaging on his posts. Sure. That's worth doing. Yeah. And I guess I hear people like Gary Vee sometimes say we should be posting up three to five times a day. Does that level of engagement change how the platform favors you in terms of, like you said, where you're seen on different profiles, et cetera? 
I mean, first off, that's a bunch of rubbish, that number. Like three times a week is is good enough for LinkedIn. Like you don't need to be posting three, like three to five times a day is fine if you've got a massive social media team and people that are just churning out content for you all day long. But let's get real. Most of us don't. So as an absolute minimum, three times a week is a good enough frequency for you to be posting on the platform. This is not about spending all your time on that at all. Um, but the level of engagement that you that you use on the platform, like I would be commenting every day, like that's important, commenting back on people that comment on your posts, but also commenting on other people's, that's a daily habit. Like that's just yeah. standard practice. And yes, of course it will, it increases how many people view your profile, it increases how many inbound connection requests you get. It increases your relationships. Like you build relationships through doing things like that. So LinkedIn is not about selling and pitching. And I think that's what a lot of people perceive it to be especially coaches and they a bit like it's all sales in I don't I don't want to be all icky and like spamming people's inboxes like that's not how you get business on LinkedIn of course you can build relationships and connect with people but you need to go to LinkedIn to give not to get you need to be there to add value to you know to help others to provide advice to you know to be seen as somebody that's like a trusted advisor to you know to their community of who follows them and the odd one will want to work with you off the back of you doing that. Like you can never give away too much of your knowledge and expertise on the platform because people will always still need that kind of level of support and accountability that a coach provides. When it comes to things like sales navigator mm -hmm. and the different types of membership you should have, which is the best option to have when you're starting out your business? Free. When you're starting out and you are like, you don't have money, don't go spending money on stuff that you don't need. Like you can yeah. do a lot of things with the free version of LinkedIn. You can get tons of organic reach. And that's why I love LinkedIn for, for startup businesses and solopreneurs and micro businesses that don't have a lot of money to spend. Like you can still get a post go absolutely viral on LinkedIn without spending a penny. And all the other platforms now are much more pay to play versus LinkedIn is still the best place to get organic reach on your content. So I would not be considering paying LinkedIn a penny if you're just starting out you can do 80% of what you need to do with the free version of LinkedIn um, only when you start to get more kind of established and you've got more money coming in you've got more stability would I be even thinking about like upgrading to any of the other you know products that they have I'm a huge sales navigator fan it's phenomenal but it's expensive for somebody yeah. that's just starting out so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upgrading until you're in a position financially to do that and you, you'll be a better expert on this than I would ever be what's your thoughts on things like the AI chatbots or things that Ugh. I just feel that I go on the platform at times and it is different to Instagram in terms of it feels like it's just oh can I just send you this oh I just want to send you this oh have you joined my class and it's like why is this a platform where 50% of the messages are really going to get my back up and turn me off I'm like I'm going to go on LinkedIn later and then the next day I do that whole later procrastination thing why is that I, I, I mean there's a lot of bad advice out there and a lot of people just see it as a numbers game and a place to like oh I can just because you can direct message obviously like anyone yeah. you're connected to um I'm a I really can't stand the automation, the AI stuff. Like it just drives me insane. And obviously I'm on a bit of a mission to rid the platform of, of that and yeah. rid the platform of bad pitches. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do actually like getting them because I just turn them into business. I just say to the person, hey, how's this approach working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what do you mean? And, you know, we end up having a chat and I'm like, mm, do you think there could be a better way of doing this? Um. So the, 
you know, unfortunately, a lot of people do get it wrong. There is a way to do it right. There's, you know, seven different um, kind of campaigns that we talk to our clients about that are rain depending on the outcome of why you're there, because everybody's on LinkedIn for a different reason. So one of the ways that we get a lot of our business is through events, for example. So we put on free webinars about what we how we help people and we invite people to those free events through LinkedIn. We find the people that want to attend our events through LinkedIn. But then you'd probably say, well, of course, that's all right for you, Sam. You're a LinkedIn expert. But we've got, you know, 40, 50 percent of our community. Like we've got over 300 small businesses in our academy. They're all repeating what we do for all sorts of different types of businesses. And most of them are coaches, consultants, et cetera. And they're now doing the same that we've done, tried and tested methods using LinkedIn events, putting them on for free mm-hmm. to their target market, getting people show up to them and then converting clients off the back of it. So if you use um, free webinars or if you use events in your business generally, like LinkedIn is a great place to find mm-hmm. an audience, get the traffic that you need and actually get in front of the right types of people. So one type of campaign might be, I'm going to use the inbox to help people and invite them to something that they're going to get value from. For example, I'm not going to directly pitch them. Another method is to give something that they're going to find helpful. So let's say you've got a lead magnet or you've got something that you um, that you give away to help your clients. Like we have 100 content ideas that we give away to people and people want 100 content ideas um, and they go to our link and they download it and they give us their email address in exchange for that. But we do that through the inbox. So we message people. So it's great to connect. Um, and we give them 100 content ideas, a YouTube video about their LinkedIn profile and something else. Can't remember the third thing, but our whole team do it. Um, and it's like the first interaction is I'm going to help you and give something to you. And that's the first interaction. It's not I'm going to pitch you something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, what do your clients really need and want? And what would they find super helpful? Because you can message them and you can give them something that they might find useful. And that's how the relationship starts. So that's just two examples of how you can use the inbox without going, hey, we're connected. Hey, here's my website. Hey, let's have a chat. Let's have a 15 minutes. You know what I mean? It's just there's lots of different ways that you can interact in the inbox without it being icky and salesy. You mentioned um, at the start around the platform being seen as very professional and um, I guess for more corporates etc and that started to change how do you think it is for somebody that comes on from a complete opposite perspective in terms of they don't want to be that and they almost want to be that controversial on there does it work for them being that way and so I went to a, a talk a couple of months back and they were saying about you know like as consumers we dictate what happens on there and I was kind of like sitting in between I was like I understand that perspective and that we can change the narrative and how things are etc but if that's the way a platform wants to be perceived and is, does that work for you being that way? Um, I mean, it's kind of over the last couple of years, it's like it went much less professional. Like mm. suddenly like there was lots of personal posts on there. And then there was this whole thing like six months ago, LinkedIn kind of took control of it and started kind of squashing some of that and started kind of repositioning itself. But we've tested everything. Like we put out content all day long for our clients. We put out content ourselves the posts that still get the most traction and the most visibility and the most reach are still the human stories, the personal yeah. stories that like that's not going to go away because behind every LinkedIn profile is a human being. And regardless of whether LinkedIn tries to tell us, or oh, we're a more professional platform, don't do this, don't do that. Or the whole audience is going, oh, I'm sick of seeing this or whatever. Like they are the posts that will still get the results. 
So we've not stopped out like how we post and what we post. I think if you can use some kind of emotion, a really strong hook, good imagery and a good story, like that will still do really, really well on the platform, regardless of whether it's the professional platform or not. Yeah. And from a bit about like exactly the connection there, who's been your inspiration in your journey? And I guess I'm going to, I'm going to double fold that with another question here, but where's your passion come from for LinkedIn directly? Um, well, I, I've been using LinkedIn for such a long time. I was in the recruitment industry like way back. So 2001, mm. I found recruitment, just stumbled into it, uh, moved country, couldn't do any other jobs because I spoke no Dutch in Holland, found myself in recruitment. And of course, like when LinkedIn came on the scene, it was a very much a recruitment job yeah. heavy kind of platform. Like that's what it existed for. Um, you know, you kind of uploaded your profile as a CV and you used it to find jobs basically. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the platform it is today. Like since Microsoft took it over in 2016, it's become much more of a B2B kind of, you know, sales platform. But back then, like, that's why I was using LinkedIn and I got really good at using it to find candidates and to headhunt mm. and find great talent. And then when I moved to Ireland in 2005, started a business recruitment again, but I was like, I don't know anyone in this country. Like, I wonder if I can use all the skills I've got on LinkedIn to go find clients. And that's when I really started kind of using it to, um, to kind of see if I could do sales on the platform. Um, so I've been, I'm just a huge fan of LinkedIn because A, it's helped me loads. Like I've built every business that I've ever had, like through the LinkedIn yeah. platform. Um, and it wasn't until 2010, I had grown my recruitment business quite considerably in Ireland. And somebody was running a business conference and they said to me like, oh, Sam, would you come and share like your story on how you built your recruitment business? And I was like, yeah, sure. How many people? He said, oh, there's going to be about 200 people there. And I literally freaked. I'd never spoken. I'd never been on a big stage before. And I was like, what, you want me up there in front of 200 people? He's like, yeah, yeah, your story's amazing. So I went up and did my thing. And I just saw like, I did about 50% of it on networking online through LinkedIn and about 50% on networking offline and how you can build relationships and how I'd kind of grown my business. And I got this 200 person standing ovation. So all these like light bulbs going off around the room and I was up there and I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is what I want to do. And I was at the time like running a recruitment business. So I just started kind of, get, I, I just got the bug for speaking and training. Yeah. And like, I just thought, you know, this is what I, this is what I was probably meant to do. Although I was still in the recruitment industry at the time. So I kind of did the, the, the whole kind of speaking training thing kind of as a side passion. And then it wasn't until 2016 when I moved back to the UK that I really kind of made LinkedIn my full-time gig. But it was back in 2010 when it kind of all kind of started out really. So yeah, but I just love it. It's only like, I, I just love the fact that I can share something and someone go off and do it. And then it can actually get business. Do you know what I mean? Like real business. And yeah, the message yeah. be going, you taught me that. And I went off and now I do 2.7 million in my business through LinkedIn because of what you told me. And it's like, that for me is like why I'm so passionate about what I do because it has a real tangible impact. Like this isn't just like theory. This is stuff that actually works. Mm. And when people properly understand the power of this platform, like it can transform businesses. Mm. Uh, and that's yeah that's resonated with me hugely and, and also from your journey piece around I did a year out in recruitment and um I didn't like recruitment it was very different from retail corporate um, but I needed to do that change but it was 
all of it was on on that platform and you're right like we just everybody we got was through there and the criteria um and level of expertise was very different on the platform and the engagement was very different but and this is a question I was going to ask is I often say that most of my clients need a patient pill like they need more patients in their business and you spoke a bit around again like don't we can do all of the reach out every day we could do 50 new connections a week but we've got to have in the mind what I would say is like you're doing the work for 90 days plus down the road etc and yeah. forever and do you think that that is like underestimated on this platform people think it's oh quick yeah results. people come in jump in and I saw a great, great quote the other day you saying bolt quote and it was like I trained like four years or five years for yeah. a nine second race. Yes. And it's like, that's, that is exactly what this is yeah. about. Like social selling is a marathon, not a sprint. And it really does take time. And I think too many people come in, try it for a couple of months, don't get results and then go somewhere else. And they do that oh. a lot in their business. They flip from one thing to the other, trying and desperately seeking like the magic bullet. And there is no magic bullet. Like you've got to put in the mm. graph. Um, one of the tools I do like to share with people that they can see on LinkedIn and does give them that kind of instant gratification that they probably are looking for is a tool called the Social Selling Index. Yeah. And it's a score out of 100 points and everyone's got one and it's your LinkedIn kind of social selling score. <clears throat> we can probably put the link in the show notes, but if you go to linkedin.com yeah, yeah. forward slash sales forward slash SSI, so that's linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash SSI, you'll get your overall score. And that updates every 24 hours. So you can start doing things on the platform. And let's say your score is 38 today and you're like a lurker. You're not got a high score. It's a score out of 100. You know, in 90 days of consistent effort, we're sorting out your profile, content engagement, all of those things. You can move the needle on that score from like 38 up to like 70, 75, 80 points. And you're only going to get business if you're up in the kind of 75 plus range. So if someone were to kind of like focus in on their LinkedIn activity and do some of the things I've shared, like get your social selling index, take a picture of it today um, as your kind of day one, and then put in the work for the next 90 to 120 days of consistently showing up, posting three times a week, building a network, engaging on the newsfeed, and really like get stuck into those daily habits because if you can do that and then over time, you'll start to see that score go up, which is like, oh, I'm doing something right. Like my score is going in the right direction. But you can't expect to get business from LinkedIn like that. It's, you know, it takes work and effort, just like most things do. Um, and, you know, you can't go from being completely invisible to suddenly like, you know, leads dropping in your inbox every day. Um, that happens for me now because I've spent 13 years like building my brand and I've got over 30,000 followers and, you know, I'm well known in my in my industry now. But when I was first starting out, I didn't get, you know, that level of leads coming in. I had to put in the graft and mm -hmm. the easy way to kind of put out content is to just document your journey. Like, what are you up to every day? What are you working on? What are you what are you out there doing? And don't be invisible, like you've got to get visible. And then that's how you build that credibility. I love all of that. And it just makes sense. And, and actually what I see from how you share things just in this short 40 minutes is that just stick to what you're doing. Like you are very specific in LinkedIn and be really clear on how you help people put in a graph. There's no magic bullet, be consistent. <laughs> and that is what gets people results. And I think too many people 
are so distracted for the next thing they procrastinate they feel their diary of stuff that's not important and not actually the the right stuff yeah and that's where they don't get the results in time and then they see all these people making it's like well why am I not doing it it's like because you're spreading yourself too thin you've really got to just focus on the right things and do them very well yeah, absolutely. And I think I call that the shiny object syndrome. You know, yeah. I think uh, I I always talk about I, I use butterfly analogies quite a lot. You can see quite a few butterflies around me for those of you watching this. Um, you know, when you're first starting out, you're like a little egg on a leaf. Right. So you've, you're on your own. Mm. You, you don't really have much around you. You're just like this tiny little egg that doesn't really have very much. And then the next, that's kind of like your first year of your business. You're kind of like all kind of feeling like alone, don't really know what to do. And then like your next phase is I call the hungry caterpillar phase, right? So you turn from an egg into a caterpillar and that's when you're like consuming, like you're watching everybody, you're listening to podcasts, you're reading book after book after book. You're like hunting for that, like that thing that's going to make you successful. And you're just like consuming all this stuff. You might start seeking some external support, things like that. And then there's usually some phases over that time when you hit like the cocoon, right? You go into this like dark place, you you know, things don't go to plan, etc. Like, maybe you've gone from a corporate job into being coach, and suddenly, like, people around you are kind of like, saying, Oh, what did you do that for? And you start like getting all this self doubt and everything else. And the out the other side of all those kind of bad things and the roller coaster journey of like running a business is, you know, the beautiful butterfly. And the thing about butterflies is they can't see their own wings. Mm. Like, most people that are running a business and are like just like constantly focusing on like the next thing the next thing like they just don't know how awesome they are and they can't see their own wings so it's just this whole thing of like you've got to go through all of these things but you've got to stay in your lane like pick a niche pick a target market and stick to that because once you do that and once you start to get known for doing that and you start to build your brand and build your personal brand and people you will start to get the other side of it but you've got to go through a lot to get there um you know and a lot of people that work on their own or coaches consultants etc like I'm a consultant I'm a coach like I now have a business that's you know that that is very successful and I have a team and I have you know lots of people around me which is amazing but I remember being the little egg in 2016 I knew nobody I had no money I didn't know what I was going to do but I had massive vision and I think that's a big part of it is like you've got to have massive vision and massive belief that whatever you're aiming for, whatever you want to achieve in your business is possible. And you've got to put in the graph to get there. Like there's no shortcut to success. Like there is absolutely no shortcut. So whatever platform you decide to focus on, I would not be doing like every single platform out there. I'd be like, right, where is my target market hanging out? That's where I need to focus my energy. And that's what I need to learn. So I'd say spend 80, 85% of your time on one platform and master that platform, whether that's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, just go master that one. And when you've got that one done, then go figure out the other ones, right? But, you know, I've always focused on LinkedIn, but I've only just recently started YouTube, for example. I should have done it blooming years ago, but like (laughs) my YouTube channel is now like cranking, right? But I didn't want to, like you said, spread myself too thinly because I just knew I wouldn't be able to commit to putting videos out consistently or putting a podcast out or whatever, but I feel like everybody feels like they've got to do all these things, but actually stripping it all back and figuring out like, what is the most important thing I need to focus on? Because if you spread yourself too thinly and you are just filling your time with all this stuff that quite frankly, is going to work, then you just need to like really take, take a step back and go, right, what actually is going to be the thing that's going to make the biggest difference and then focus your energy there. 
Yeah, and that's I love the point about YouTube. I've recently started mine, but it was like my friend was like, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, I've done a podcast. I remember getting told by my coach years ago, just do a podcast, do a podcast. Procrastinated for about eight months and then started in May 2020. And then since then you look back and think, I've done an episode every week because I was I could stay consistent at it. And that's what changes. And now when people say, What do you do about this? What do you do about that? I'm like, go and listen to this podcast, go and listen to that podcast. So, but the point about the YouTube is that I wasn't there yet. I'm like, I'm here. And I think, again, people just like you said, it's a shiny object syndrome. It's the uh, they just want results quick, instant gratification. And it's it's really about just immersing yourself in what you're doing and getting great at that. And, yeah, I think lots of that really resonates with what you shared. I mentioned around if I could give anything, it'd probably be patience. What would be one thing you would give clients or what's one frustration you have of what clients probably don't listen to at times, which happens for all of us? I think it's the um, I think it is just the outreach part of things like people just you're not going to get business if you're scared to like connect with new people. Right. Yeah. So, yes, you're going to get business from people that know you. You're going to get referrals. But that's a hope strategy, like hoping that somebody's going to refer you, hoping that someone's going to see a post you've done and going to message you like that is not going to give you a consistent flow of leads. So yeah. I think the thing that, you know, because there's so many people that go out there just going, oh, just put some content out and like, you know, and then people will come flooding like that is not how it works at all. So I think it's that audience building bit. That's the bit that frustrates me the most is that it's so easy to do so quick to do to put people into your network that could be potential clients. And it's the bit that everybody doesn't do. So they they find content sometimes easy. They find engagement and commenting on the people. They find those things quite easy the thing that people procrastinate on is the outbound yeah. and that's I guess one of the reasons why I wrote linked outbound because it's like not enough people are doing this like I work with corporate sales teams they don't do it enough I work with business owners they don't do it enough I work with coaches and consultants. like they're just scared to reach out to new people but it's just a human being right there was the worst that can happen like they'll say no or they'll ignore your message like and yeah. like yeah. don't be scared of it it's that's the bit that is your next best client is going to come from that activity. You just don't know who it is yet. Is that a narrative that we can hold that there's more haters or people that are going to challenge us because they seem to be more credible on LinkedIn? Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, if you're, if you know who your target market is and you're connected with those people, it's a professional platform. You're not going to get, yeah. you very rarely get the trolling, the hating, unless you've done a very controversial pose, which, you know, does work as well. But unless you've done something like really controversial, you don't tend to find the haters, the trollers, like all that stuff that goes on on other social media platforms. It doesn't happen on LinkedIn. Yeah. So um, I think you just need to treat every profile as a human being and think, oh, you know, find some common ground, like when you connect with them, like find oh. something on your profile that you can connect with them with that might be you went to the same university as them, that might be you notice on their profile they're also interested in hiking or just find something that's just like that common ground piece and add yeah. it when you connect with them, you know. Um, find groups that you can join that have got other people in them, like find keywords on people's profiles that you can be like, oh yeah, they're interested in that too. And it's just about, it's no different to going into a room full of people at a networking event. All you're trying to do is not pitch people or sell to them or shove your business card in their face. All you're trying to do is start a conversation. And that's the best way to, you know, to look at LinkedIn. It's like, I need to turn these strangers into friends. And yeah. then from that relationships happen, from that referrals happen, from that invitations to podcasts happen, you know, all sorts of stuff happens 
it might not be a direct sale, but lots of opportunities will happen once you really start seeing LinkedIn not as this scary place where you don't want to like touch anything or do anything. Actually, just like see it as an online version of networking. Sure. Love that. Spot on. I, I kind of had that point where it's just going in my head. I'm like, yes, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. Bringing it all together. <laughs> so it's it's been a great conversation. You mentioned you've got YouTube, but where would you like people to connect with you? First of all, <laughs> well, <laughs> not, not loads of places. I love I'm this like, question. Call to action. <laughs> I know. So I would definitely say, obviously, connect with me on LinkedIn. But if you do, please mention that you heard me on Natalie's podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, because I get lots of inbound connection requests. And it would be great if you just mentioned like where you heard me speaking um but yeah linkedin definitely and if you've got questions like just drop them in i have lots of free resources on my linkedin profile i've got my youtube channel which is youtube.com forward slash sam raffling um and of course the books the books are actually up at 99p on kindle at the moment both of them so mm -hmm. if you get if you listen in time you might get them there we go there at we that go. price <laughs> thank you so much for your time no worries thanks for having me if you liked today's talk, go ahead and hit subscribe and make sure you commit to one thing when you walk away. I really think this is a gift we can all give ourselves. And if you'd like help in growing your business, hit the show notes and find the direct link to me on WhatsApp. Send me your question and I'll get straight back to you. Thank you for your time.